comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko, joined as always by my co-host of the year and yours. He's the sensational, the studly, Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Hello, Greg. Uh, Greg, can I tell you a quick story? uh emphasis on quick yep okay yes. so uh for a while now well, uh, for a while now i've had uh food in my pantry the canned goods that i have been wanting to get rid of because i bought them for nolan but he actually doesn't like this type of food and i don't want to throw them away and stuff like that so about a week ago i got uh the bag on my door from the scouts right and it said, you know, uh, put the canned food in here and then leave it outside and we'll pick it up uh, Saturday, November 20th. I'm like, awesome. So that day I put all the cans, canned food stuff in there. I'm like, this is perfect. And I'm like, I'm going to have it ready. And about an hour ago, I realized, oh, it's Saturday today. And I never put it out. <laughs> so I got to figure out what else to do with this stuff. Like, Nola's not going to eat it. It's good stuff. It's like like um, ravioli type of stuff. Hmm. So um, I'm going to look for see if there's a canned food driver out here. There are, definitely yeah. are. Um, be. I can tell you. Well, that's a we'll, we'll say that. It's probably that, off, the off air. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. We also had that blue bag on the door. Okay. And uh, my wife didn't pay attention to what it was i think she says she threw it away oh yeah and and then uh we said oh well we got plenty of bags we'll just use a different bag i'm sure the boy scouts won't care uh and then we didn't get anything to put out oh so, <laughs> so you you got further than we did okay all right well you know so it's good uh pat yourself on the back co-host of the year thank you thank you all right uh greg Mm-hmm. Tell me what you did today. <laughs> uh, well, you, you, you take the good, you take the bad. Mm-hmm. You take them both, and there you have my Saturday. My Saturday. Um, it's been it's it's been a day. Oh wait, you know what? Wait, <laughs> I was trying to like segue it, you into something, but I forgot. What was it today? Was it today that you went and saw? Yeah. Okay, uh, my my days. Oh, that's right, because we we it was gonna do do the podcast earlier, or you are going to see what a movie. Okay, did um, that movie have a name? Marvel's Eternals. Yes, the Eternals. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was so, a beautiful movie to look at. Oh, yes, very true. Um, I would have liked some scenes to be a little better lit. Okay. It wasn't um, like as the kids say it wasn't as lit as you like. Different, different, different lit. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying to be cool. Okay. I I I stopped trying to be cool a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I I um uh, 
you know, like I, I felt like any of the scenes where they were on the ship or when they yeah. were, you know, like the climactic, like we're making the plans. I just would have liked to have seen more of, of the, the set. And, and it was kind of, I feel like dimly, dimly lit. Um, I, some of the details I think maybe got washed out in, in the shadows. Um, but it, the parts you could see were just tremendous to look at. Yes. Um, and that darn old internet had, had spoiled uh, some key parts for me, uh, like Icarus spoilers. I mean, yeah. this movie's been out for what, a, a few weeks now? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. seen it. You're, you're literally the last person to see it. Josh might not. Best friend of the show, Josh might not have seen it yet. Josh, if if you well, he okay, has a kid too, so I understand. Josh, you're forgiven if you Thank haven't seen you. it. Uh, Josh, skip forward about 30 seconds uh, and anybody else, but three, two, one, like Icarus flying into the sun was spoiled for me. Um, okay. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. It, it was, uh, hey, some of the Eternals proved to not be so eternal. Um, that was unexpected. And I liked the way uh, it, it, you, you pull this uh, from from another piece of fiction or something like that but it's like um you you take what you kill oh um okay this is going to be a deep cut chronicles of riddick okay remember that with the vin diesel i know the movie I've after, seen it, but I know after the movie. pitch black it, it's yeah. one of those things like you keep what you kill and it kind of makes you stronger and that's what the deviants did to the eternals to that's some de- to some degree so but it might be the first time in uh, almost eight and a half years that Chronicles of Riddick was ever mentioned <laughs> on the podcast. So. Uh, do you feel that it wasn't long enough of a movie? That's what a lot of people are saying. Like it, it could have been longer. Oh like, my give, God. Me, give me more history of these characters. Tell I me feel- about more battles that they were in. I feel like they could have easily cut 40 minutes out of this movie. Oh, easily. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm sitting there and, and I was trying to be now granted. It was a Saturday afternoon show mm-hmm. and right. I, I was like two, three rows from the top and there were two other people and like an older couple, you know, a few rows down. So they couldn't see me like, but I was still trying to be respectful, but I, I really wanted to look, pull my phone out several times to be like, Oh, Oh, it's, it's, we still got some time. Oh yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, I just sat there munching my popcorn and drinking my water. Um, but man, that thing, it, it dragged. When, when I went and saw it, um, I did look at my phone. Like, I didn't turn my phone on, but I could see the time on my mm-hmm. phone. And I remember looking at my phone going, cause I, I knew about when it would get over. And I was like, Oh, we have like an hour left. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if he saw, um, uh, the pitch meeting for Eternals or not? I haven't yet. Okay. Well, they they even mentioned on their they're like you know the the one guy who's like you know we are doing like ten episode one hour long or you know eight episode one hour long things on Disney Plus right now. Like you don't have to you know try to do all these characters. Like, you just do that on the show. And they're like, no, nope, nope, just cram all cram all the uh, the characters into one movie. I. <laughs> It's weird because it's not an Avengers story. Like Avengers was world building. You know, you, you right. had had everybody, you know, in their own individual movies, uh, mm-hmm. with the exception of uh, uh, 
Black Widow, uh, and then everybody in uh, Hawkeye, I guess, and then everybody coming together. Um, so, but you had, and, and I'll be honest with you, I you know follow the story, but I didn't see like the big twist at the end, you know, um, right. or yeah. as far as you know what what the Eternals' objective was. Um, but as I'm sitting there and I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, huh, I don't really have any relation to these characters. Like, I don't, I don't, there's no emotional, I don't, I don't care if um, uh, any of them got killed. You right. Know? Yeah. There was no emotional detachment. So for me, I was like, ah, okay, they're, they're down. Oh, the, the enemy yeah. has grown stronger by their demise. Right. And, so. and, um, like you were saying with uh, the, uh, Ajax or whoever got gets killed off Ajax, right away. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know this character. I don't, I guess le- eventually I'll learn to like that character, but right now I don't care that she's dead. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I can see why this is the lowest rated Marvel movie. Right. It felt disjointed um, in a, in a way that, Captain Marvel felt this joint just from the timeline perspective, you know, mm-hmm. like if, if they would have just flown it all chronologically and, and, you know, you don't have as many flashbacks and maybe you get to know the characters before you see them all in the present day. I don't right. know. That might've yeah. been beneficial. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not an Academy award winning director. Uh, right. So yeah. I don't, you know, I have very, well, we said it looks amazing. Beautiful. You know, the part Beautiful. Of, Yeah. Uh, and I, I liked. I did catch the uh, Superman reference there. <laughs> Do we call you Clark now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was fun. And then the the post credit scenes. We have uh, Star Fox now. Not my Star Fox. Not the Star Fox we would know. We would think, but there uh, apparently there is. Uh, Thanos has a brother apparently named Star Fox. Eros. Eros. Yes. I, I do like, uh, and, and I don't know if you caught this in in the credits, uh, but they were giving each Eternal like their own, um, like they were saying that they were a foundational, uh, a pivotal influence in some culture, you know. Okay. Um, uh, so that's where they got, you know, Athena, uh, Angelina Jolie's okay. character. Uh, they kind of uh, modeled the Greeks would have modeled Athena after her, um, you know, and, and and so forth. So, um, you know, that was that was interesting. I like that. I like I like that influence aspect of yeah. of uh, these characters and how they played their part in world history. I still think to this, you know, to to sitting here with you now that you know you have an dare I say Omega level threat in Thanos and the infinity gauntlet. And you're going to sit on the sidelines. Well, and you know, what's funny about that is other, and other people have mentioned this. So the reason they, they are told of course, that they can't interfere is they only interfere when it's the deviants. Right. And the reason for that, again, spoiler alert, um, they, the deviants want the population to grow so the more people that once it gets to a certain level of population then the celestial comes out or whatever so you would think if there's a potential for half the planet to get wiped out which would hurt the celestial obviously mm-hmm. and their plan they would interfere that like the you know they would tell them hey go ahead and you know get rid of the Thanos guy real quick but you know in, 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 
this didn't affect me in the way that Guardians of the Galaxy did. Guardians of the Galaxy was a group of unknown characters to me when I right. went and saw it. But I went, and that movie was filled with like joy and laughter. And I feel like oh, yeah. this, you know, not, I, and I appreciate that Marvel maybe did a departure. You know, they didn't have as many yeah. quippy one-liners and things like that and and not not have as much, uh, not lean as heavily on the humor aspect. Um, but I don't know, to, to an extent, I was like, eh, you know, I, I, I might've been able to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, maybe, I don't know, I forget how many Eternal characters there are, but maybe if you just do three of them or four, maybe, you know, focus on them. There were a lot of them. There was 17 of them, I think. Well, after the movie, there were three less. That's four the, less. Yeah. So. For now. So, all right, Mike. Um, I'm not the only one who took in a, a moving picture show this weekend. That is true. Last night, me and Nolan went to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ooh, and that's the uh, sequel to the Melissa McCarthy Ghostbusters movie uh, that was very popular a few years ago. Um, well, uh, not quite. No? It is a continuation of the Ghostbusters 1984? I had no idea. Um, yeah. Not going to spoil that at all. It was, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, in fact, I was, I, well, obviously I was there, but like I said, no one was there. My brother's family was there as well. They're set up a couple rows above us. Um, I will say though, this is the only bad part. It relies a little bit too much on nostalgia. There's certain scenes where, you know, it's good nostalgia where you, oh, I remember that. Okay, cool. And then there's scenes where it's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. You know, Um, over the head with the. the Yeah. And once you see it in, you know, one or two months, um, you'll know exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. Uh, I he's will not wrong, say that, ladies and gentlemen. He's not wrong. <laughs> so the cast, the cast is amazing. Paul Rudd's amazing. Um, Finn Wolfhard, he's pretty good. Finn Paul Wolfhard. Rudd, perennially twenty-seven-year-old Paul Rudd. Yes. Oh, uh, twenty-twenty-one sexiest man of the year, Paul Rudd. I don't. I mean, I'm not taking anything. Away. I know uh, I, I was not in the running. Right. For I don't know why. For all the reasons, I, you know what? I should I should bring I should give Time Magazine that photo you sent me, and be like, "Why is this not the sexiest man of the year?" Oh, uh, you're funny. Um, <laughs> now you're gonna have people wondering, like, "What the hell kind of pictures is Greg sending to Mike?" They all just have to keep wondering. <laughs> um, you know, good good for Paul. Good for him. He yes. he he's he's had a, a rough stretch here in the last few years. Uh, he needed some good news. He did. He did. He did. Um, I also, I, uh, McKenna Grace, the girl who plays the daughter um, in the movie, amazing, like hmm. amazing actress. Like I, and I, I, was, I didn't know who it was at first. Like I looked it up later on because as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, this girl's gonna be like the new, the new like it girl. Mm-hmm. Like the movies. I mean, she's been in a ton of movies already. So, but plays whose daughter? um the main characters well it depends oh so she's like she's like a contemporary of finn wolfhard like she's a teenager type in the movie she's finn wolfhard's younger sister oh okay yeah gotcha 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 gotcha. uh there's definitely some good like i said there's a little bit too much nostalgia i wish they would have done 
slightly different, but there are definitely some goosebump moments where, you know, like the, the first time you hear the siren for the, the Ecto one, which it's, it's in the trailer. So yeah. Well, for all that nostalgia, you can blame Jason Reitman. Well, yeah. I'm, and he'll tell you right where to stick it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoy the movie. I think it's a, a very solid movie. Uh, I would, I would watch it again. It just, it's really, it's just the like last third of the movie where they just pile on the nostalgia. So. Well, we, we, you know, the last trailer gave us a, a few people, uh, you know, a few familiar faces like Slimer and the uh, demon dogs and, yeah. and things like that. So, but did it have Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis? Can't say. Oh, fair enough. You'd have to that, that would, if 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 they weren't in it, that'd be spoiling it. If they're not in it, and I say it, still kind of spoiling it. Of course, of course. Yeah. I like I like your uh, commitment to the bit there. Yes, thank you, thank you. Well, let's talk about one other trailer um, okay. that we yes. saw this week, and it was for the Amazing Spider-Man: Far yes. From Home. No way. Uh, nope. Yep, there you go. I got it eventually. No he way home coming. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home coming far from home. No way far from homecoming. Oh, I like that. That's 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 why they should that's what they should call this. That's right. No way far from homecoming. Marvel come uh, talk to me. So I guess Sony, I apologize. Sony come talk to me. All right, so now we have it confirmed because it's in the trailer at least well actually i I shouldn't even say that's confirmed because we've seen stuff in trailers before that wasn't in the movies but let's uh, just say 99.9 percent confirmed that yes the villains that we had talked about are in it you know green goblins in it lizards in it um sandman's in it electros in it doc ox in it i think that's is there one i'm missing I heard, I didn't see it in the trailer, but I saw that it was oh. confirmed after that Michael Keaton said that Vulture was in the movie. Okay. Well, you know what? I Well, I heard he was on some late night talk show and I saw a clip of it and they, I forget who it was, but they asked him what he was doing. He's like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm shooting some Vulture stuff tomorrow. So, I mean, obviously that would mean he wasn't in the trailer because the trailer was already out and he hadn't shot it yet, but that's true. You know, you know I mean, you know, it could be for this, uh, for, uh, Spider-Man for no way far from homecoming or whatever we said it was called. Um, or it could be for a different Marvel movie. Who knows? You know, or it could be for a different movie where he's like playing a, like a voicing, uh, an animated vulture. That's true. That's true. Like a jungle yeah. King, jungle King, jungle book type thing. I, I don't know how much you follow like the rumors online and stuff like that, but I'm wondering if expectations are too high for this movie now, because I've heard of people talking about, especially, and I love them, but the great mates were like listing off a bunch of stuff because there is one, there is one uh, clip in the trailer. I say, well, it was a part of the Brazilian trailer where, you see um, Lizard coming, well, you see Electro, uh, I think Sandman and the Lizard all kind of jumping at Spider-Man. And when Lizard is tr- 20, 30 feet away from um, Spider-Man, he gets hit with something. Like his mm-hmm. face obviously goes, right? Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, that's clear. Like, like I've heard 
Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, uh, Venom, uh, Miles Morales, Spider, Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Gwen, uh, uh, um, Hobgoblin, uh, like all these characters, people are like, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be this, it's going to be this. I'm like, and now I think some, I think two of those characters are probably going to be in the movie for at least two minutes um, that I've named. Combined. Yeah. But I'm like, so if, if we don't get all of this, are people going to go, ah, it was okay. It was, it was okay, movie. It was, you know. It, it, it runs into the same situation that all the Marvel shows the first half of this year ran into. Is, the WandaVision. You know, WandaVision. Wanda specifically. Yeah. Oh, it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It's got to be, you know, it's you make all these um, assumptions, you know, and online theories. And then when reality doesn't match your theories, well, it's a it's a bad show, bad movie. It's like, no, your theory was dumb. Right. You know, Um, that that comes down to accountability and ownership on the on the part of the fans, I think, to, uh, uh, you know, have some theories, you know, but don't let the fact that you might be wrong affect your enjoyment of the show or moving picture. Yes. I will say uh, I'm number one. I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, in fact, nine days uh, is the time of recording until you can get tickets. So, Oh yeah. Yes. The 29th. Spider Monday. Spider Mizunday. Yes. I will. Uh, not be getting those tickets that day i will hopefully i don't know it depends how go like i really want to get tickets but like this uh holiday season is making me broke like just getting new presents and stuff mm-hmm. yeah well you let me know, you know what? I, go ahead i was gonna say you know what i think uh the like brothers and sisters you know family members they should they should talk with other family members first to see if the uncle can afford them having more kids. <laughs> you know? I, I was actually I was talking to Nolan about it. I said, you know, when when he was little and it was just him, like I didn't I was broke, broke, broke. I couldn't pay bills, broke. But I said I could still get buy him. I would still buy him a lot of pre- Christmas presents, you know. And then um, you know we'd have uh, I think. Dean would probably be the next. Well, he his brother, but I didn't really I'd give his brother like one or two things, you know, just to be nice. Um, and then like uh, my sister had a kid. I think she was the first one. But there's sort so then it was like, okay, I can get Nolan's still a decent amount, and then I'll get the the nephew something, mm-hmm. you, know, you know. But now it's like there's you know there's, there's a lot of nieces and nephews, which I love my nieces and nephews, but I. Uh, and then I always, I always tell myself, okay, I'm, they don't need a lot. So I'm not going to get them a lot. I'm going to get, you know, I'll say $10 a person, you know, but then I'm like one, I'm like, oh, there's nothing for $10. Okay. I'll have to get this $15 one. Well, then this other thing goes along with it. Okay. Then I have to get the next person, that, you know, try to make it even and stuff. As, as a parent of young ones, I yes. can attest that mm-hmm. none of my kids need anything that's yeah and that's yeah like oh my like i you know and, and but again you want to make it you know grandparents and aunts you know uncles mm-hmm. you know want to get them like what do you i i asked this to to my mom actually 
talking about my oldest specifically, I said, what do you get the kid who has too much as it is? She's like a bookshelf, <laughs> right. to, to, a bookshelf to store things on. I'm like, that's a good point. Yeah. So Mike, are we ready to get to our uh, oh, main yeah. topic? Oh yeah. Let's, let's get it in. So this topic came about and we actually talked about it last week. We teased it, said, uh, you know, have your ideas ready. And a lot of you came through. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, but about two weeks ago, I sat on a Thursday night. I was uh, producing another podcast, the Coronation's uh, Five Heart Podcast for Nebraska Cornhusker fans uh, of infinite sadness, it would appear. Um, and I was watching on Apple TV the movie Greyhound, uh, starring Tom Hanks about naval warfare, World War II, Upper Atlantic Ocean. And I told Mike about it here on the show. And Mike, you you went and saw like that's a that's a good yep. recommendation. And then you fired back a Tom Hanks movie that's also on Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever called Finch. Yes, indeed. And, and I watched Finch uh, okay. this past week and I enjoyed it. But I'm curious to know why you said, oh, you, you made a comment on the show last week. You're like, watch it. Uh, I think the sentimentality or, or something will mean a little I, bit I said more you would me. have more of. Yeah, I said you would have more of an emotional connection because you have a dog, or and you had a, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the only part of. That was, okay. Well, because <laughs> I mean, you lost a dog, obviously, you know, or you have a current dog, you know. So I and I, I the last time I had a dog that was actually well, I've never had a dog that was actually mine. I had my girlfriend at the time had a dog, and my dad had a dog, right. but you know, I've never had like a this is my puppy type of thing. But still, I know how it is. I, mm-hmm. um, so Finch was good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. It was, I think, it was more of a father-son movie than a owner-dog movie. Okay. You're saying the father was Tom Hanks and the son was the Jeff, robot. Jeff, Jeff the robot, yeah. Yeah. I could see Sometimes I could see you that. lose your cool. Sometimes you lose your cool with the the six and a half foot tall robot. Uh, and sometimes you lose your cool with the five-year-old. Um, okay. Okay. But you can't abandon either of them in the desert. No. True. Service. I'm hoping though, that you've never told your five-year-old. The only reason you're here is to protect the dog. No. Okay. Although okay. the five-year-old <laughs> will uh, get the dog food, get the dog treats okay. and can get the dog to sit and uh, lay down on command. Oh, very cool. So, I mean, most can, of the, time. can the dog get the kid to sit and lay down on down on command? No, impossible no. task. I can't. I don't even have yeah. that power. Yeah. No, in fact, never. Well, never mind. We're not going to go open up that particular can of worms this evening. We don't have time. And this is right, that's right. This isn't my therapy session. Okay. Okay. Uh, but we talked about, you know, Tom Hanks has been in a few good pictures. And Mm -hmm. uh, we decided we would put together a top five Tom Hanks movies that are, you know, are our top five favorite Tom Hanks movies. Not, you know, this is a certainly subjective topic and uh, uh, everybody has a right to their opinion and no uh, opinion is better than the others. And that includes mine and Mike's, except Mike's is a little better than mine, probably. Um, There you go. Um, But we're going to oftentimes in, in days of yore, uh, when we would do a top five on a movie topic or something like that, we would include clips or even trailers of said movie. I'll be honest with everybody out there listening today. I ain't got it in me. 
So this is going to be just straight through me and Mike talking about Tom Hanks and his illustrious career. Yeah, we tried like it was like try to scrape together like does he have five good movies you know, <laughs> that we can know. Uh, I, I I think we talked about this before. Um, I asked how many of ours are going to be the same. I think we said like what two or three out of five are going to be the same, probably. Yeah, at least three out of five. I mean, I'm also going to say this. I bet I'm going to name your number one before it gets to number one, and you're going to name my number one before it gets to number one. Okay. I'm I'm just betting. Okay. We're I mean, I'm betting absolutely nothing. Just let you know. I mean, loser has to buy all the other uh, Christmas toys for the other person's uh, Christmas list. Oh, that, that's an expensive. I, I think you have a lot more money than I do, or at least the no, family but, combined money. I was gonna say let's let's rephrase that. I think <laughs> my wife has a, a lot. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just bought us these new microphones here. That wiped me out. It's, that's understandable. All right. All right so you want to start or, or should I start? You want I don't matter. I'm gonna let you start. Okay. All right. Uh 1994 movie, director Robert Zemeckis. I am going with Forrest Gump. Okay. Starring Sally Field, Gary Sneese, Robin Wright, McKelty Williamson. Budget of $55 million. Box office made, uh, I can't read my handwriting, but it's like $680 million. Hmm. I also I have so I have a little bit of trivia for this. Also, I will say so I I have been watching Tom Hanks movies recently for this top five. I know I was telling obviously Greg this uh, beforehand. This is the one that I out of all my top five I've seen recently, like in the past week, uh, except for this one, Forrest Gump. It's been a while since uh, since I've seen it, but I do remember liking it. Um, So some trivia for it: Uh, Bill Murray. John Travolta and Chevy Chase all turned down the role of Forrest Gump. Uh, the studio wanted Bill, or the director wanted Bill Paxton, but the studio said he didn't have enough star power. And uh, the author said when he was right, because Forrest Gump was uh, a book, uh, he pictured John Goodman as um, Forrest. And then for the role of Bubba, David Allen Greer, Ice Cube, and Dave Chappelle all turned down the role. And uh, Dave Chappelle went on and said he, he really regretted turning down the role. But I don't, I, first of all, I don't see Ice Cube being a good Bubba at all. <laughs> Sorry. No. Dave Allen Greer, maybe, you know, I think he could do it. I, I it would, it would definitely, uh, Ice Cube would try, I think he would want to be, play Bubba too cool, you know. And not like how Bubba was. Yeah, no, I Ice Cube at that point, you know, gotta remember he was an established, you know, rap star. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I I don't know anything about the guy they cast to play Bubba. Um, if he ever went on did it and like there, nothing about him is is like famous to me. Right. I'm not trying to be mean, but like you can't have a guy who whose own star power might try to like um, be too close to that of Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm seeing if, real quick, if he's been on anything. I mean, obviously, he's been on other stuff besides Mark Trump. He was in Con Air, apparently. Um, but yeah. They, they, uh, the McKelty Williamson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I know kind of, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's my, that's my number five. I like it. It's, uh, it is a good, 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 good vibrations. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my number five goes all the way back to, um, let's see, yours was, 1994 right mine's 1995 mine set the stage for decades of future success for this particular uh studio this movie studio um in it well tom hanks uh plays a little bit uh off um off type in that he had never before been a talking toy. Greg, how dare you put toy story at number five? That's my number one. <laughs> Which I had a feeling, I had a feeling you're going to do it, put it low. I'm sorry. Um, Greg, Toy Story is the best. It's, it is the best. It is it the is, absolute best. It is very it good. It brings together all of the what makes Tom Hanks great. Uh, do you know the budget was $30 million and the box office was $373 million? I do know that thanks to IMDb. And uh, directed by John Lester, of course, starring Tim Allen, Don Rickles, Jim Varney, other people. Um, and uh, one person who turned down the role of I think it might have been Buzz. I, I heard Chevy Chase turned it down, but also um, I, Billy Crystal. And Billy Crystal said he really regretted it so much so that when um, I guess the somebody called him for Monsters Inc., whoever, whoever it was, it might have been John Lester again, he immediately just said yes. Like they said, Pardon. like his wife said, Hey, so and so is on the phone, and he grabbed the phone from her and he just said yes yeah. and that was for for do monsters Inc. but yeah okay tell us tell us about what should be the number one um uh tom hanks movie toy story uh, you got a kid you, you, you really gotta like this movie you know I, I i this is one of them that i just recently watched um i think i mentioned earlier in the well yeah, yeah. it was the week before Veterans Day, um, right? And I was taking on my way, taking the twins to daycare, and daycare called and said uh, somebody called off, and we don't have enough like adult to child ratio. We can't take your twins, right? Uh, so I got a day off at home with the twins. So we watched Toy Story, and by that I mean like I watched Toy Story. See, that's another good thing. You can watch Toy Story. By yourself, you can watch Toy Story with teenagers. You can watch Toy Story with kids. Toy Story is for everybody. I apologize, Mike. <laughs> that straight out the gates, I took your number one. You know what's funny is when you mentioned doing the top five, or I mentioned doing top five Tom Hanks. When we said we were actually going to do it, Toy Story was the. I was like, I know Toy Story is going to be number one for me. I know that. Hmm. Also, when I'm putting my list together, I'm like, 
Greg's either going to have Toy Story really low, um, or he's or he's not going to have it on his list at all. So like I was like, thinking, that's okay. all right. That's all right. You know, you yeah. know what though? That just goes to show me that uh, you really know me and appreciate me as a, or maybe not appreciate that's... after that, but you really know me as a person. <laughs> I do. Well, I, I know, I know you. I appreciate you too. Oh, um, all right. So, so move on to number four. I feel like we should move on to your number four. All right. This one also, if I wrote it down correctly, also came out in 1995. Um, I, I know I could have. Did you know that uh, Ron Howard directed it? Yep. And of course, we're talking about starring Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, Gary Sinise. Uh, budget of fifty-two million, box off three, box office three hundred fifty-five million. Of course, we were talking about Apollo thirteen. Can I just say, um, yes, not on my list. Oh, dude! Oh, you're miss. Oh, and I've seen this one recently. This was actually on um, Peacock for free. Oh, okay. I yeah. will. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to Apollo right. thirteen at all. Yeah. Um. But I, as I feel like we're learning as our, our listeners, yeah, my my uh, my Tom Hanks love and your Tom Hanks love are a little different. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't have too much trivia about this except uh, so one they had uh, they did a screening for it and Ron Howard said everybody watching he wanted to them to review it right or just write a little review for it you know. And he said, everyone, like, you know, gave good reviews and stuff like that, except one person said um, something along the lines of, like, this is so Hollywood. Uh, there's no way that, that they would have been able to make it back, not knowing that it's based on a true story. <laughs> no, that, this one actually, yeah, this one probably would have been higher on my list if it wasn't for when I would have originally thought of it. Um, and in fact, I'll tell you right now. Two, three, and four on my list probably could have switched around. And in fact, did switch around so many times. Like at one point in time, I know Apollo 13 was probably number two on my list. And then I was down to number four. So, yes. I mean, I don't have too much to, I think everybody, you know, obviously knows the, um, the story of it. If you don't, you should, you should go watch it. It's based on a true story of uh, people not getting to the moon. That's right. Some of them is going to be their last chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my number four is uh, adapted from a book. What? I know what it is. <laughs> He's got a few movies that are adapted from books. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Okay. From 1999. Yes. Was Calm it directed down. by Frank Dara? Bort or Daremont? Daremont? Calm, yeah. calm, calm down. I'm getting there. <laughs> had an estimated budget of $60 million. Uh, oh. Opened uh, in, in the U.S. and Canada to just over $18 million before grossing worldwide $286.8 uh, million. Co-stars were uh, the, the late, great, may he forever rest in peace, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, as well as James Cromwell, uh, Barry Pepper, Sam Rockwell, Bonnie Hunt, and of course, the the uh, irreplaceable Tom Hanks. It's wait for it, Stephen King's 
the green mile. And that is my number three. (laughs) Uh, So I read the book before I saw the movie. I read the book, pulled it from our very own high school library way back in the day. Uh, And I think it was on that cover that said, you know, soon a, you know, major motion picture from whatever studio, you know what, what they would typically say. So I read that book cover to cover. And then I went and or watched it, or yeah, I didn't go to the theater, but you know, I watched the movie. And it, I think to this day, is the most faithful adaptation from yeah. written word to the screen. And even Stephen King uh, called it, uh, you know, the most faithful adaptation of any of his works uh, onto the screen. Um, the, the, if you don't know about The Green Mile, First of all, shame on you. But Tom Hanks plays a, uh, I guess it's like pre-prohibition era or right around prohibition era, something like that. Uh, right, yeah. uh, jailer on uh, on death row. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's the Green Mile because you know they've got like faded green tile and things like right. that. And Michael Clark Duncan, uh, aka John Coffee, is his name uh, in the movie. Uh, it was uh, arrested and. Uh, convicted and sentenced to die for the death of two little girls. Of course, yes. uh, he's a large black man and they were two small, white, blonde hair, blue eyed girls. Right. So they, everybody thought, you know, Oh my gosh, it was this horrible murder. Um, you come to find out that spoilers uh, for this 20 year old movie, plus <laughs> the book from however many years before uh, he was trying to save them. He had yeah. been gifted with a, um, like a healing touch. It sounds weird. Um, yeah, but, but I remember, I remember in the book and I remember the, uh, the, uh, internal monologue in the movie of Tom Hanks character, uh, who's having like a, a I don't know, bladder infection or something like that. He says, it's something like I'm, I'm pissing razor blades. And then John yeah. coffee, like reaches through the, the bars of a cell, grabs hold of Tom Hanks, uh, and yep. takes the pain away. Um, and then he does the same to uh, James Cromwell's wife. Um, mm-hmm. She had been tumor. right. He took that away as well. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, talk about like the misunderstood and things like that. But again, it was in the South and in, um, you know, obviously very segregated South. Um, and, and you've got Sam Rockwell just bouncing off the walls and being a, a madman, which was exactly what that character called for. So, yeah, Green Mile stuck with me. Um, tr- tr- tremendous movie. Yes, I I agree. Um, and it's funny because so this is on uh, HBO Max is where I saw it, um, and it is a three hour long movie. Which yeah. when I first saw that, I was like, oh my god, I'm three hours long. Like, <laughs> and you know what? It it felt like it went by faster than the movie that we we had talked about. This recently on this, at the top uh, of the show, yeah. Yeah. Eternals, you know, and it was longer than it. Um, I yes, I so a little uh, kind of interesting fact about the scene that you were talking about where he takes away uh, Tom Hanks, you know, uh, uh, Paul Edgecombe, uh, I think his name character's name was, mm-hmm. I can't really remember, but let's say Tom Hanks anyway. Uh, when he takes Tom Hanks' uh, urinary tract infection away, uh, Michael Clark Duncan said he was like uncomfortable, like grabbing Tom's, you know front of the shorts you know and then tom Ayo. walked out of set 
Tom walked off set, came back, and they did the scene, and they said Michael Clark Duncan was surprised because Tom Hanks had stuck a water bottle down the front of. So like I was saying, like it's okay, like dude, you're not gonna touch anything. Don't worry, you know. Right. Um. I and then so I think one of the best villains might be in this, which Percy. Oh um, yeah, Percy Mars. Whitmore. And I I was watching it like recently, and like you, first of all, I'll say this: I knew every step that was going to happen because I had seen this movie, right? Even though I had seen it like twenty years ago, I knew every part that was going to happen, and I still enjoyed it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so with Percy, I knew I knew what was happening with Percy, and I absolutely hated Percy. And I'm like, oh, this is it, it just irked me. And then I'm like, I wonder, you know, this Percy's probably not, you know, the guy who played him probably not actually a bad guy. Um, I don't know, I don't know personally, but I do know I looked it up, and uh, when he was 51, he's not the greatest, married a 16 year old, yeah, with parents' so permission. I, that doesn't matter, it's still mm, creepy, doesn't nope, though. Not, Nope, not at all. There's not. Uh, so I'm 39 right now. I have absolutely nothing in common dating wise with a 16 year old. Like me and a 16 year old could not, you know, talk on the same level for dating. I can't even imagine being 51 and dating a 16 year old. So I, on my nose, I put, I hate Percy. He is creepy. Um, yeah, buried a 16 year old at 51. Yeah, that's just creepy. Sorry, dude. Not n- nothing that you said there's wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sorry, uh, the actor, just in case he listens to this. He, he's not, yeah. Oh, um, so uh, I also say that, um, Hank's role almost went to there's a bunch of them. Travolta at one point in time, I think John Travolta and Tom Hanks were just going over the same roles together. Uh, Michael Douglas, Richard Gere, and Jeff Bridges, and Shaq, and this is what it says on IMDb. So I don't know how it says. It said Shaq was considered for the role of John Coffey. Now, when they say considered, does that mean when they are adapting it, they go, "Hey, who do you think could do this?" And they they rattle off a bunch of names, or is it like, okay, it's get down to Shaq or Michael Clark Duncan? Well, so Shaq was certainly by then a commodity. You know, he'd been in the, in the league for, you know, five or so years. Um, yeah. They were pr- – and he'd already been in Hollywood. Because yeah. by that point, he would have made Steel. Um, so they probably looked at, in, in, you know, large African-American men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then they probably looked at larger African-American men who can act. And they went yes, with yes. the one they went with, so. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that was your number three. Yes. So I apologize. It's quite all right. So I have, we've had Toy Story the same. Yep. And Green Mile the same. Yep. Yeah. All I don't right. think I don't think this next one's on your list. Okay, we'll see. It's from the eighties, Mike. Okay, then it is not. Um, nineteen eighty nine. Okay. To be specific, with a modest thirteen million dollar budget. And grossing worldwide $71 million. Uh, this might be the only movie in which Tom Hanks's co-star has four legs. It is Turner and Hooch. No, that's one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, it's 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 the best. I I haven't watched the series on right. Disney Plus yet. 
Um, but let, let's let's talk about. Look, you have future TV royalty on the show. You have Craig T. Nelson, coach yep. himself, yep. Reginald Vell Johnson, uh, yep. Carl Winslow is is in the movie. Um, and this is just look. It's a it's a fun kind of sad movie, but it you know it it. Uh, you know, I, my nickname is Hooch, so you know this. This was okay. You know, is it from Turner Hooch? No, it's I because knew it. it's because uh, baseball players in our high school when we went, they didn't want to like say my last name, so they just abbreviated it. So That's I've been, fair. I've in, in some social circles. I don't usually go by Hooch anymore because I'm almost forty, um, <laughs> but I have been called Hooch since like I was a. 18 years old and yeah. some and yeah. some some people still refer to me as hooch you know it's like mom always says uh call me whatever you want as long as you call me for dinner all right so uh so i i still saw this this was on disney plus i so i saw this recently as well um and i had seen it before but it probably had been a long time um and i had spoiler alert i had completely forgotten that the dog dies at the end completely forgotten in fact i knew it happened and i'm like okay and then they they show the the scene where like you know he's like oh come on hooch whatever you know and then like they see the dog's you know eyes the eyes are closed and i'm like okay obviously the eyes are gonna open nope they just don't i'm like i had i had i had wiped that from my memory it was the 80s man it was a it was a different time it was it was the wild west you could you could kill dogs in movies Yes. Uh, and also say, so speaking of <laughs> what my number one was, what your number five was, they used the, in order to convince Tom Hanks to take the role of um, Woody in Toy Story, they used his um, voice from Turner and Hooch, the scene where the dog's uh, chewing up the, the car and he's like, oh, not the car, not the car. They used that voice and animated it oh. in, a, in a scene. And they, nice. they showed it. They yeah, they showed it to Tom Hanks to be like, "Hey, here's what we can do," and we, that's Tom Hanks took the role. We didn't talk about this in Toy Story, but I remember hearing it. And again, we all know that when it comes to research, that's you. And I just mm-hmm. kind of fly by the seat of my pants, um, <laughs> and that's fine. I'm all right with that arrangement. But the process—that was a very large. I'm sorry about that. Uh, the process for making Toy Story was like a three or four year process. Oh yeah. So I think he voiced his uh, lines in like '92 of a movie yeah. that wouldn't come out, you know, for another three years. Right. Yeah, and uh, I forgot what the movies he was because he said he did some of his lines while he was doing two comedies, and I forgot what the two comedies were. But he and then he didn't do them when he was doing what like two serious movies because he said Philadelphia. He Probably yeah, probably Philadelphia and and something else, or maybe it was just that one, um, because he's like it wasn't. He's like I didn't felt right, you know, trying to do a comedy voice when I'm doing this. I'm like yeah, so totally understandable. So, but yeah, Turner and Hooch, yeah, that's good, and it's not that that not that long of a movie either. I don't think I yeah, about an hour and a half. I think it's what probably it was. about an hour and a half. That was, that was back in the day when they didn't do you know six hour long movies. They said, they said, you know, you got an hour and a half to, to for this movie. That's it. That's all you get. That's what you get. Yeah. All right, uh, Mike, you're number two. Number two. I think I'm going to go. 
I'm just going to go out and say it. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, well, he's son of a bitch. That's my number one. I knew it. I knew it was going to be your number one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, this, oh. you, so you just watched this recently for the first time, did you yes. not? Yeah, because you, yes. you asked me if it, if it was worth the rent. I'm like, uh, yeah. Right. And had I known I, that I was going to be in your town and driving past your house as many times as I did this past week, I would have just dropped it off. I, um, I could have so, saved you three ninety nine. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I I had never seen Savior Private Brand. I had heard it's good, stuff like that. I'd never seen it. Um, and I knew certain parts about it. Like I knew Matt Damon was um was Private Ryan. I, and I knew that there was uh, a very big like D-Day scene in the very beginning. The rest of the story, I don't know how, but I, I did not know what was going to happen at all. Um, yeah, and, and I when I'm putting together my top five, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, this is one that everyone says so great. So like, I have to at least give it a chance to be in my top five. So I have to watch it. And obviously it made it to number two. Um, I So the... The beginning D-Day scene, like I said, I've heard it's very powerful. I had no idea like how great, I'm I'm great, not great what happened, but like the way it was directed, the sound on it. um, Just, I mean, even the acting or, you know, Tom Hanks being shell-shocked, the scene where, you know, you see a guy get his arm blown off and then he's just like in a daze looking around and then just like casually picks up his arm and then continues on, you know, were they actually, um, I mean, from the, you know, uh, the scene where they're trying to get on the radio and Tom Hanks, you know, he pulls the guy in, he's like, tell him blah, 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 blah. And then goes back and then grabs again, you know, and guys face is gone. later his face is gone. Yeah. You know, um, I, so I started watching, I'm like, if the entire movie is like this, this is, I mean, this not, I don't want to want a two hour long movie just to be just a battle, but if it's this like, oh my God, I, I'm eyes are glued to the TV phones down type of thing. This is definitely going to make it into the top five. And, and even oh, so the rest of the movie isn't like that, you know, intense level, but it does get very intense. You know, there's, there's waves to it, you know, um, as this is these are movies that or this one especially as i after i watch it i just have to like sit back and be like i can't do anything right now i can't yeah, i just have to process this that's a heavy hitter for sure uh-huh. um and i recently just recently rewatched band of brothers uh you know so that's one another one i haven't seen and i oh. and i should is that I, I i will watch it if it was on is it on hbo max mm-hmm yeah, because it's an HBO series from oh, that's right. yeah. almost 20 years ago. Um, yeah. So that is, uh, well, so obviously Saving Private Ryan is a fictional story pulled out of real life events, you know, D-Day right. and things like that. Um, but Band of Brothers is real. I mean, that's that's nonfiction. That's, that's not a dramatization. Okay. That's, oh, that's I didn't know that. Okay. Based on a book, believe the author's or the writer's name was Stephen Ambrose, but it, you know, through interviews and things like that, establishes narrative of Easy Company of the 101st Airborne. Um, you know, so it's yeah, that one is, uh, and and the episodes start off with like the real veterans. You know, again, it was 20 years ago, so they were. I, I haven't checked in. I'm, I'm sure that some of them have passed on since then, but real veterans were 
like say, describing their experience, like what they were thinking before they dropped into D-Day, what uh, what they were thinking after they were in Normandy or Bastogne or, or you know, taking Hitler's, you know, Eagle's Nest private, you know, you know lookout in, in the Alps type right. of thing. So, um, you know, just talking about some of the conditions and things like that. So that one's, that one's real. It's only 10 episodes. Each one's about an hour long. Um, okay. I was actually yeah, kind of surprised that I got through it as quick as I did, because that's when other ones like, Oh man, it's, it, it's, there's a lot of meat on that particular bone. Um, but, but, uh, saving private Ryan, you know, that has think about some of the talent that, that is in it around, uh, Tom Hanks. You have a, a, you know, a lot of guys on their way up. Vin Diesel's in the movie for a little yep. while. Uh, yep. Giovanni Ribisi, uh, yep. Matt Damon, who you mentioned, um, yep. and they cast Matt Damon because they wanted a relatively unknown uh, uh-huh. guy, you know, with that all-American look. Now he'd been in like school ties and a couple other things, but like just before this movie came out, he won an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there goes the you know relatively unknown aspect uh, of of that, but yeah. They're, they're, when you look at Saving Private Ryan, you look at most of the guys don't come back. You know, they're right. all out, out there. They're like, you know what? Th- this is this is crazy. We're going deep in behind enemy lines. They're talking about it, complaining about it to uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks' character um, uh, on on the way. They're you know like I don't know. It seems like maybe we shouldn't be taking you know eight or nine of our finest you know, soldiers behind enemy lines for one guy. It seems like a, I think right. Barry Pepper's character uh, who plays kind of a sniper. Um, he's like, I, I feel like a, 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 a tactical weapon of my, you know, particular skill could be better served elsewhere, you know, something like that, you know, trying yeah. to pump his, pump his own chest up. But, but uh, you know, the, these guys kind of realize that they're going in on, on what is relatively, you know, realistically a suicide mission. They still go. Um mm-hmm. And, and most of them don't make it back. And no. you have Tom Hanks at the end telling Matt Damon earn this, you know? And, yeah. and so when they cut to like present day and you right. have, you know, the old version of, of a private Ryan um, uh, and, and he's asking his family, like, did I lead a good life? Did I, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, cause they don't know probably the story, about this group of guys who went looking for him. So yeah, it's, it, uh, you know, it, it's a unique perspective and, and the, you know, it, it's a MacGuffin or whatever, but the movie doesn't happen unless you have that one uh, lady who's typing up all the, you know, Oh, we are so sorry for, you know, your son right. was lost. And she's like, you sure as hell got a lot of Ryan's here. Same address. What's going on. <laughs> What's going yeah. on type of thing, you know? So um but it's I of, of all Tom Hanks movies, I, I think that that will stand the test of time is my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it's a very emotional movie. I will. There one scene though when they get the the person who they think is Private Ryan, and they're telling him <laughs> like you know you, you know you're coming home your your brothers your your brothers are dead and he starts crying and stuff like that and he's like how did it happen. And they're like, well, they were killed in action. He's like, he's still crying, you know. And he's like, that's that's impossible. Or or how they're they're in grammar school or right, something right, like right. that. And it's you know like, who you know who that actor was? Who? I believe that's Nathan Fillion. 
I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the only other piece of trivia I have for this one is that um, Steven Spielberg put the main cast in it through a they had, he had him do a, a an intense six day boot camp, except for Matt Damon. Matt Damon yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. because they he wanted the cast to resent Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. You know? And if, first of all, okay, first of all, it's only six days, so I don't care how intense it is; it's not that bad, right? Um, but I'm not a Hollywood actor. Uh, but then also, uh, so I guess apparently like on the first day, uh, they had a vote to see if they wanted to continue on and everybody, but one person voted, um, they do not want to continue on the one person who voted yes was Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And so they continued on because would, would you go be a big Hollywood star if it meant you had to go through six days of boot camp? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, well, first of all, I did uh, whatever is nine weeks of uh, basic training. So and I, di- I didn't become a Hollywood star, star afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. But you were a lot younger then. That is true. I could not do it now. But they'll let you keep your beard if you go now. Oh, I could still I, I physically could not do it now. Yeah. I just physically could not. You, you would do it. You could. I think you could. No. I think you could rise above. No, there's Mike, I, I have a great amount of faith in you, sir. Well, I appreciate that. Um, speaking of great amount of faith, uh, should we talk about uh, there was we, we put this out on, on online on the Facebook page, on the Podmates page and on our Nerds United uh, Facebook page. Um, and so we had people write in what their top five would be. Yeah, right? so, I think it's I think we, we need to know. What uh, Tom Hanks movies people like out there? Right. I mean, well, here's so, the thing. Uh, let me, Wait, we, do we know every movie except for your number two now? Oh, oh, I didn't know my two. My number two was um, um, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, we don't know my number two. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Sorry, what's your number two? Uh, well, I, I, well, yeah, okay. So my number two is also from the '80s because I'm old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact reason why, but that's the one I'm going with. Um, mine is uh, a coming-of-age tale. A, uh, a a man who's not really a man, but he's really a boy in a man's body. Okay. And that movie was big. Well, how big? Like, like was it popular, Sam? Or? Well, I'll tell you just how big it was. <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, I got a few things I can tell you about this movie. Um, it had an estimated budget of $18 million and grossed worldwide $151.9 million. That's pretty big. It's an hour and 44 minutes and an aspect ratio of 1.85 to 1. Is that, is that big enough for you? That's pretty, that's pretty big. Uh, there's, you know- a, there's a big uh, keyboard in the movie. Oh, yes, there is. There is. Uh, you know, this one probably, if I would have watched it recently, I might have probably maybe put this one at like a number five or something like that, but I haven't seen it in forever. So I could not remember if I really, I know I liked it, but I was like, how much do I like it? I, I liked this a lot as this was, you're, right, you're going to laugh at me and that's fine. This was the first movie I remember with a lady in her bra. Okay. And that lady was Elizabeth Perkins. And they were Perkins, all right. 
Um, and I'll be honest with you, some days I'm still like uh, uh, Josh. Like I don't know what to do with this thing in front of me. What, what do I? What do I do? Understandable. Understandable. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I I don't think Big needs a whole lot of explanation. Um, it, it's a kid who wishes to be big because he's got a crush on a girl, and you know finds a little magic uh, in the Zoltar machine. And next thing he wakes up, he's Tom Hanks, and then he goes off to the big city to take over the toy empire, and. Then he, and I read, yeah, he's those that are seen where like he um he's talking about like I did what do you like some toys like you know mm-hmm. this is you know yep and then he uh, undermines uh the his like rival in every right. turn he's like why 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 would I want a robot that turns into a building like you can't <laughs> do anything with a building yeah that's right that's right yeah so then, he, then he gets paid to to have the corner office and play with toys all day. Yeah, Mike, Mike, we're in the wrong line of work. I know. I know. So, all right. Well, let's. You've done a lot right. of work. All right. So I will. So for the podmates, uh, the people that um, put uh, put their suggestions in, uh, I don't know any of these people personally, but they're probably all great people. Uh, Michael Tanner, Phil Better, Jess Ramirez, Medina, Bradley Kenneth, uh, Al Oldfield put a nice gif in, or GIF, whatever you want to say. Uh, Stephen Billington, Rob Slavens, Colin Lawrence, Macy JG, Aaron Lewis. And then from the Nerds United Facebook page, we had a lot there as well. The one and only Kevin Huntsberger. Um, I believe he has a podcast out or something. It's Host of My One, Two, Three Cents, the podcast oh. right here on the Jerry Monkey Podcast Network. Best friend of the show, Josh. Uh, we got Jared Smith, Jen Zimmerman. Uh, Tim uh, didn't do a top five. Tim from uh, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. But he did do a number one. Uh, uh, Heather Backstrom. And I think that's it. So the movies that they... I'm going to list all the movies and I'm going to tell you what their top five out of kind of the votes would be. I would Another plug for another podcast. Yes, go. Jared Smith has the House of Smitty podcast wherever ah, okay. podcasts are found. So um, make sure you check that out. He and his wife, Nia. Check it out. How's you know what? How's the Smitty? I'm gonna check that one out. I heard it's good. Check it out. Yeah, I just heard it right now. That is good. <laughs> All right. So there's a, there's a bunch of movies. Uh, Joe versus the volcano, League of Their Own, Burbs, Big, Saving Private Ryan, Toy Story, Philadelphia, Castaway. Oh, by the way, one of my other honorable mention was Castaway. We haven't even got to my cast or my my Castaway. My honorable. Yeah, mentions. we haven't got to your uh, uh, yet. So. Uh, okay, uh, Terminal, you've got Mail, Apollo 13, Forrest Gump, Green Mile, Road to Perdition, Toy Story 3, Catch Me If You Can, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 4, Saving Mr. Banks, Splash, Turner and Hooch, Money Pit, That Thing You Do, Sleepless in Seattle. Like we said, Tom X has a lot of movies out there. So, uh, coming in at their number five, their meaning collectively, is Saving Private Ryan. Uh, their number four was League of Their Own. Number three was the greatest of all time, Toy Story. Number two was Forrest Gump. And their number one is Big. Yes, Big got the most amount of votes or the most amount of mentions, I guess I should say. So, yes. Well, I just want to say that I did not in any way influence any of their decisions. No, no, no. I I put this out, I think, yesterday. Yeah, and we actually we got, got a quick had a, response. 
Yeah, good response from it, which is awesome. Good. It's about time people uh, pay attention to us, Mike. Damn it. Yeah, that's right. Jeez. Uh, so I have uh, a couple like addendums, I guess. Uh, okay. So I had there are a couple Tom Hanks movies I haven't seen that are on my, you know, like I'd really like to watch these movies. Okay. Uh, you mentioned one of them, Road to Perdition. Uh, okay. there's, there's also Bridge of Spies. Right. And one of his newer ones from just a couple of years ago, uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, where ah, he yes. plays Mr. Rogers. Um, but my honorable mentions are almost as numerous as my top five. Uh, in okay. the, any particular order, uh, The Da Vinci Code. Okay. Catch Me If You Can. Okay. Saving Mr. Banks. Okay. And I might be the only person who has this on any of their lists. I don't think you read it. Is the Polar Express. You are correct. That is the only, you're the only person who likes that one. And, well, I don't know about that. Um, I know that, you know, people make statements about Polar Express because uh, Tom Hanks plays the conductor. He plays the, he you don't know, play Santa Claus. He plays the dad. He plays the, the hobo ghost or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Is something about that movie? I, I, I find that movie so magical. Mike, would you, uh, would you excuse me momentarily? Okay. Uh, yeah, he has for some reason uh, looks like a book called The Polar Express. I do have the book called The Polar Express, Mike, and I'm excited to uh, read it with my sons. Well, that'll be that'll be sweet. Yes. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah, probably not going to show him the movie because yeah, how how creepy it is. How is it creepy? His face. It's creepy. It's the, uh, it's that's what the uncanny valley is. It's his face. I'm I'm not I'm not I I don't back up into that at all. I mean, it's fact. It's scientific fact that if you look at his face in there, you have nightmares. I've looked at his face numerous times, and I've yet to have a nightmare about it. <laughs> I think you were going to say I've never had a nightmare before. Like, had a few of those. Yeah, the same. Mike, um, all right. So that's. Um, did anybody put a, a um, oh, that thing you do? Yes. Okay. Uh, one person did, um, and you know what? Um, everybody can put their own list, but I don't. Is that a Tom Hanks movie? Like he doesn't star in it. Because I. He, He's, he's a big part of it. I mean, I think he directed it too. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he absolutely directed it. He's he's in it for sure. I just I saw part of it recently. I love that. I love the music, by the way. I'm not That's, gonna sing it. I thought about it, but Mike, yes, it's yeah. I, you know, the next time we're supposed to get together, right? Uh, we are doing a podcast Wednesday for Turkey Before Turkey. Correct. Are we are we getting in together in person for that one? Probably not because that's going to be late. Or it's it, it unless we, late. yeah. So and uh, I've got uh, another podcast that I'll be doing right before that too. So yeah, so probably right. a little turkey before turkey. Oh, with them and then do turkey before turkey with me and then finish off the night with some turkey before turkey. Sounds like a lot of turkey, Mike. Ah, yes. Yeah, I got I got to go. And so it, it would it has to be wild turkey, right? Cuz I got I got to buy some for myself. 
It yeah. can't just be bourbon. Okay. Wild turkey. Okay. Turkey. But you have you have wild turkey American honey, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought it'd so, be better. I was wrong. It's not bad. It's it's uh, trust me, I've had way worse. Well, Tisha everyone. This might be the last turkey before turkey I ever participated in. Uh, I'm like, are you planning on finishing the bottle? Me or the drain and one of the- <laughs> Uh, it's just taking up that. space. It's taking up space in my fridge. Yeah, pour it. Pour it by drain. You mean the drain of your mouth? Yeah, the old Mike, the old mouth drain. I don't want to die, Mike. Just uh, bring it to Thanksgiving and tell your family to uh, I'll do shots. <laughs> yeah, see see how that goes. <laughs> oh. All right. So, yeah. On that note, we better call it a night, Michael. Next week. All right. Just a few short days away, we'll be doing this again. I hope you have some good topics uh, to come up with in the next four days. I think I can figure out something. All right. That's your job. Okay. All right. Thanks, uh, Mike, for another fantastic episode of Nerds United. Thank to you, the listeners, especially if you uh, contributed a top five of your own for our Tom Hanks uh, episode. And watch Finch, watch Greyhound, watch Saving Private Ryan, watch just, you know, just Google or not Google, going to uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, just search Tom Hanks and then watch whatever pops up because it's going to be good. You're not really going to be disappointed by anything Tom Hanks. Cloud Atlas is still a weird one, but it is what it is. Yeah. So that is it for this episode of Nerds United. I'm Greg Mahochko. He's the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. We are out of time. So be kind and rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.